All right, if my team members are going to share, if you want to come up and grab a stool. And as they're coming up, I just wanted to uh, say a special thank you as we start off and as they're going to share some of how God has encouraged them on this trip or what he has taught them. I first want to foremost want to say thank you to you. Uh, this is our fourth year of going to Mexico, and, uh, and we wouldn't have been able to do it without your kindness in, in not only praying for us, but giving financially for us to be able to get there. And, uh, and as they, wow, you guys are back there pretty far. You can come right here, just form a, form a straight line right here so people can see you. You're not hiding behind me. There we go. Um, but just wanted to give you an idea of what, you know, what, you know, your prayers, your, your financial giving, what is, what is the impact that it has? And just a little bit of kind of what it looks like for our trip in the beginning before, before they share. But, uh, but because of your kindness and your generosity, uh, not only does, does your giving get our team there, but it gets our team there with some things that we can use to help minister while we're there. For example, uh, in the last few years, we have distributed eyeglasses and hearing aids in, in different uh, uh, community events where the people come to give them some eyeglasses, some hearing aids to, uh, to help people in their everyday life. And as they're distributed, we get to share the gospel with them and, and try to give them a connection with one of the three church plants there in Mexico that Rod and Myra have, have worked with and got started. And so, and so because of your generosity, you enable us to take some of those uh, resources down to use as a tool in ministry uh, to connect with people from the community and share the hope of Jesus Christ. And so because of that, uh, that's an opportunity that we have. Also this year, uh, because of your generosity, the E-Town has a sewing studio. I don't know if you know about that on Market Street. And we took 200 dresses and little dolls down with us to distribute to kids uh, there in the community and some other areas to do some that were hit by the earthquakes to give them some clothing, some girls some clothing. And so because of your generosity, we stuffed our suitcases literally with uh, 200 dresses and these little dolls to take down to give out to uh, in, in those kind of settings where we passed out the hearing aids and the glasses. We were also able to, uh, to pass out some dresses to little kids and to see the girls and the smiles on their faces as they got those dresses was a, was a precious thing. And so that's something that you enabled us. Also this year, uh, because of your generosity, when we left, we were able to give a gift to all three churches. Uh, for them to use in ministry, $1,000 each to every one of the church plants that they can use in ministry and, and, and to further the work of the ministry. And we worked in the Jesus Maria Church uh, mostly this time. And, uh, and as we were there, for some of us who've gone before, uh, we flattened out the concrete floor. Remember that? And, and laid tile on there. And, and we've given over the years to help build a new sanctuary there that we actually met and worshiped in this for the first time since we were in Mexico uh, as a team this time. And so those are some things that, that, that your partnership with us enabled us to do. And, and it's really interesting and it's really cool to see after four years to see the partnership that we have with the churches there in Mexico. Uh, that, that we are, we are partnering with them, and, and it's encouraging to see how God is using them to reach the community. And so I just want to start off our time and just say thank you. Thank you for, for praying and for giving and for allowing us to have this opportunity. And, uh, and you were part of the team. You may not have gone, uh, but you were definitely an important part of the team. 
So I just want to share a little bit about what your partnership enabled us to do. And we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts, every, each and every one of our team members, thank you. And uh, our team will be up front after the service that, uh, uh, that we'd love to talk to you and talk to you about Mexico and our experiences. And so uh, since, since not a lot of them wanted to be up front here and share, I told them they will be up front here. And so please come and talk with them numerous times uh, and, and make, them, make them communicate about, uh, about what God taught them and how we saw him work in Mexico. But I uh, but just want to start off and say thank you. But I think we will start off with Jenna, and she'll share a little bit about her experience in Mexico. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about baking, and I was not nervous at all, and then so everybody else has notes, and so now, like, my heart's beating fast because I'm going to whip it. So throw something at me if I get long-winded. Um, so we went down um, knowing that we were going to be doing baking classes, which may sound to you like that's not really a big deal, but um, you need to know that they use their ovens for storage, and they use their cooktops for all their cooking. So um, baking is a huge deal. So they put on, I guess they have a community Facebook page, and they put big posters out in front of their church that advertised um, baking. And within, I think, 24 hours, they had like 20 or 30, 40 people signed up to come and do these baking classes. Um, so we ran um, six classes for the community. Um, we did two, um, like an hour and a half, and we did two recipes. And then um, that was usually a group of 15-ish women um, and a couple guys that were actually the guys that came were super into the baking. They want to kind of make a career out of it. So they came like with their aprons and their own tools and were offering us suggestions on how to make our recipes better. Um, so that uh, <laughs> was fun. Um, and then so those 15 or so, sometimes it was more, sometimes it was a few less, um, when they were finished, they would leave and right away another group of maybe 10 to 12 would come in and we would do the same two recipes over again. Um, so it was a lot of baking, and they, um, their ovens, we, when we went in the morning, we didn't know how many ovens would be working that day. They were all gas ovens, so it was kind of hit or miss, and they were real tiny. So we um, definitely just kind of, my motto was, it is what it is, and <laughs> whatever, whatever happened that day, it worked, and they all had great attitudes, and they loved it. Um, so we did some things that were, um, I don't know if it's Lancaster County-ish, but we did um, tandy cakes and the black bottom cupcakes, and then we did some um, like more candy-ish things, and then we took down soft pretzel mixes, which they had never heard of soft pretzels at all, so that was just a brand new idea, and I think that was probably their favorite um, thing that we made. Um, but the, we were going to do um, a craft kind of thing with the women. They have a women's meeting in their church, and we heard the day before we left, scrap the craft, we don't want to do it, we want to do baking too, because they heard that the community members were going to come in. Um, so we ended up doing baking with them, and um, during that we did baking, and then Leah um, Harlock shared her testimony, which if you have not heard her testimony, you need to hear it. So, so Come <laughs> see her after the service, yes. and she Come she and ask her. Um, maybe she can do an abridged version. But it is like a mini sermon. It is it's amazing. And to watch, um, Maida was translating. So to watch their faces, um, we heard her immediately. So we were kind of, you know, and then they, you know, oh, and gasp and then relief. And then, you know, it, it was really cool to watch the faces. They were so into it. And, um, some of the women that heard her testimony were going through things in their lives that they could really relate to. Um, and afterwards, I think probably, um, the moment of the entire week that meant the most to me, um, 
was after she was finished, all these Mexican church ladies um, surrounded her and laid hands on her and prayed for her. And she didn't get up here because she was going to get emotional, and now I am. Um, <laughs> but um, it was so cool. And when they pray down there, I'm not sure if it's all the time, but they have kind of one lady that led the prayer, but they were all praying. So you heard all these voices praying for her in Spanish and laying hands on her. And it was, I don't know if there will be a picture, but I was snapping pictures because it was just the coolest thing um, and then we heard so many times after that just how much that meant to them. So it was just kind of to summarize, it was really cool using baking, something that we maybe even take for granted here, how easy it is to do, um, and really using it as a ministry. And the women that came in from the community, um, other than I think one or two um, out of the whole group had never stepped foot in their church before. So there were some really neat connections they made with some of the church ladies and with the fries that they're really hopeful that some of these ladies might now, you know, start coming to their church. Um, and we had the opportunity at their little graduation ceremony where they got all the recipes translated into Spanish. Um, Maida got a chance to share the gospel. So everybody who came to those meetings didn't just get their, you know, plates each day, but they did hear the gospel. So that was just really neat to use what is something that they can get excited about to bring them to church in a very um, non-threatening way. And one other thing, um, they were, uh, Catholicism is really big down there. And you have to pay, if you, if you have a family member that you want to visit from your pastor, you pay. And it's a lot. Like, it's a lot of money. And if you have um, somebody pass away and want to have a funeral for them, it's even more money. So they pay for everything. So the fact that we were doing these baking classes and having them come in and use our ingredients and take big plates of food home for their families, that was just something that they could not understand why we would be doing that. So it was just a really cool way to kind of say this is a, a free gift and, you know, Jesus gives you the free gift of salvation, too. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool. So that, that was probably the part that I was most involved in. Hi, my name is Haley Whitmer, and I'm going to be a, a junior in the fall. And this is my third year being able to go to Mexico on the missions trip. And each year I've gone, I've been challenged by the Mexicans and also got to see the impact we were able to have on the Mexicans. This year, I was challenged by their hospitality and service. The Mexicans from the church were so hospitable to us from day one. They always tried to make things comfortable for us and were always willing to feed us. The host families we stayed with were also very hospitable. The family that Ellen and I stayed with were a great example of hospitality. The oldest daughter gave up their bedroom so that we could stay with them. They made their house feel like a home to us. They tried to meet all of our needs and wants. Every time we sat down, they would offer us something to eat to make sure we weren't hungry. At the beginning of the week, Ella expressed her love for tacos. And one night, they picked us up, and they told us we were going for tacos. <laughs> they genuinely cared about us and wanted to get to know us better. They stayed up with us talking about anything and everything just so they could get to know us better. All the host families this year showed us great examples of hospitality. At one of our team devotions, Grant made this statement. Many times when we are hospitable, we give out of our excess, but here in most cases, the people were giving out of sacrifice. That's real hospitality. This statement was true about all of our host families. They all sacrificed something so that we could stay with them. As I have gone back to the States, I am challenged to be hospitable to the point of sacrifice, whether that be my time, my resources, or my money. Romans 12, 12 through 13 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. 
Each year we have gone down, we have used different ways to reach out to the locals and serve them. Whether that be baking classes, English classes, helping at the community center, going to a rehab center, painting, going to an orphanage, going to local schools, distributing glasses, hearing aids, wheelchairs, and dresses for little girls, playing sports, playing with the children, and hanging out with the local youth groups and playing games with them. We have used whatever resources and talents we have to go down and serve them. We try and use the talents that God has gifted us with to bring honor and glory to him. It's been encouraging and challenging to see how our different talents can make a difference for his kingdom. We use those talents to build relationships with people to then hopefully get them plugged in with the churches in Mexico. It shows us that everyone can use whatever God-given talents and abilities they have to further his kingdom, no matter who you are. This year, a bunch of the students and I had the opportunity to teach English classes. The people who took English classes were genuinely excited about learning English. And even though at times it was hard to communicate and we often had to use Google Translate, it was so neat to see how something as simple as a language we spoke could be a tool to reach out to people and serve them. As a group this year, we brought down a pickleball and badminton set for the community and taught them how to play the games. Being able to just play with some local kids and adults was an amazing opportunity. And as I played with the kids, just laughing and smiling with them while we played was great. Just as genuine hospitality requires sacrifice, so does daily living for Jesus requires us to sacrifice and be involved in service, whether we are on a mission trip to Mexico or here at Mount Calvary. If you're considering maybe coming to Mexico in the future or any other mission trip, I would challenge you to talk to any of the people that went or have gone to see how it challenged them and impacted their faith. Hi, my name is Lindsay Nicholas. Again, I want to thank everyone who has sacrificially supported me and my team. It means so much to all of us, and we would not have been able to do this without you. This recent trip has been my third time to Mexico. With each trip brings new memories, new opportunities, and more connections with the people down there. This year, I had the opportunity to stay with a family who has four children around my age. From the moment I met them, their hospitality was clear. They always offered to help, they gave up space in their home, and they offered food to us and made sure it was something we enjoyed. The host mom even gave up her own bedroom for Kira and I. They were so fun, and even though they didn't speak English, we were still able to communicate pretty well. I am thankful that I have taken Spanish for the past few years, which has helped me be able to understand and communicate with the people down there, with some assistance from Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> Each year, the hospitality and relational culture of these people amazes me. I don't know what God has in store for me in the future, but these past few years have really opened up my eyes to different cultures, and I would love to be able to study down there or serve abroad someday. It's very hard to leave the people who have showed me so much love and who gave me amazing Coca-Cola and many, many tacos. One important thing I learned this year is that God can use anything to be an opportunity for sharing the gospel. This, the church this year held many baking classes that were open to people from the community. There were many mothers who brought their children. During the baking classes, I had many opportunities to play and interact with the kids. Although I wasn't always able to communicate completely well with, through, with them through words, simply playing games like volleyball, soccer, basketball, or even tag brought huge smiles to their faces. They still wanted to play with me even if I couldn't understand everything or if I wasn't great at a certain game. I'm able to show God's love simply because God has blessed me with the ability to work with children. I am reminded again and again that God can use me in big and small ways. One verse that reminds me of this is 1 Peter 4.10. As each of you have received the gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. 
And in a second, we're going to show just a video kind of uh, just a highlight of our week. But uh, one of the things that uh, Lindsay was a magnet for the, the Mexican kids and, and did a really good job of investing in their lives. And the last day, some of the girls that she spent a lot of time with found out that her birthday was in a few days. And so they were trying to do everything in their power within a few hours to kind of arrange, because we were having a, get to, a, a, a farewell party at the end, and they were trying to, to get together uh, to have a cake there, and it didn't quite work out, but they wanted to sing happy birthday to her and wish her happy birthday because they appreciated the, the, the energy and the effort that she made to connect with them. And it was just a really, it was a really cool uh, to, to see that, that her, her love for them and her, her wanting to, to connect with them made an impact on their lives, and they wanted to do something something back just to show how their appreciation to that. But, uh, and so we're going to show you in just kind of like four, four and a half, five minutes, just to kind of highlight of a week. It's, it's, it's hard to kind of get that down, but to hopefully you'll get a sense of some of the things that we did and some of the people that we were able to touch and, and, and uh, share the gospel with and, and just minister on, on behalf of, of the Lord. And, and, uh, and so enjoy this, uh, this video as it kind of goes over some of the highlights of the week. That was fun to watch. Um, this is the third year I've had the opportunity to go to Mexico and to say that it is my favorite week of the year would not at all be an exaggeration. It is definitely my favorite week of the year. Uh, the opportunities that I've had to develop relationships with people there and with social media and the internet to be able to continue to keep in contact with them. I can't tell you how many Facebook friend requests I've gotten from Mexicans that I'm not even sure who they are this week and, and last week. And uh, But the opportunity to be able to continue to communicate with them and then go back and uh, and continue those relationships has been a privilege. The one year that we went, Rod said, you know, it is such a testament that you're willing to come, but when you're willing to return a second year, it communicates great value to them because they see that, look, you were here once and now you had a good time and you desire to come back and help us again. And, and so that's been a huge privilege to be able to continue those relationships. Uh, one thing that was neat to me, you know, we begin to meet, uh, I think in January and meet once or twice a month, uh, leading up until the missions trip. And, it's neat to see in January, as we come together as a group, many of us don't know each other all that well, and you look around at the group and wonder, how's this all going to work out? Uh, and then throughout the course of those meetings and the time in Mexico, we become like a family. Uh, and God takes each of our different gifts and abilities, and you wonder, what in the world am I going to do? How am I going to fit in this year? But God takes each of those gifts and abilities, and he weaves them together perfectly and uses them. It reminds me of Romans 12. In verse 3, it says, For the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. So no, none of us was a rock star, uh, but God took each of us and, and wove us together. Just as each of us has one body with many members, these members don't have the same function. So in Christ, we're many 
are one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. And then it goes on to tell us to use those gifts for God's honor and glory, and that was a privilege to see. And many of the team members have already mentioned that this morning, uh, how Lindsay was always around kids or students, and they were a, she was a magnet to them, um, how there was a group of ladies that took their gifts of baking and, and used that. You had John, who's a plumber who was able to use his gifts and abilities as a plumber, and Jonathan, uh, who did all the behind-the-scenes the details to get us there, and then when we were there, he was able to preach. Um, and there were students who used their athletic abilities to share the gospel. So whatever that ability is, uh, I was challenged again that we can use that for the gospel. And that doesn't just apply to Mexico. It applies here, too, that God desires us as a church, as Mount Calvary, to work together much like our team functioned and worked together uh, for that week in Mexico. And God wants us all to use whatever gift and ability he's given us for his honor and his glory to point people to Jesus. And so whether you're talented at baking, why couldn't that be something that we use here? Or whether your talent is athletics, you know, get involved in Upward. Uh, whether your talent is music or whether it's working with kids, whatever gift and ability you have, God desires that we would use those gifts and abilities to work together and to function as a body. And each of us is needed. Had one of us not used uh, our gifts and abilities, there would have been a void and a hole in our team, but because everyone came together, pitched in, and used the gifts and abilities God had given them, we were able to function well as a team and as a family uh, for God's honor and glory in Mexico, and what a privilege that was. Good morning. Um, first, I have to say thank you very much for uh, all of you, again, who, uh, who supported us and um, and the other thing I have to say is I loved Mexico. <laughs> it was great. Um, I felt like I had already been there. Um, my wife, Selena, and my daughter, Ella, had been there a few times. And, and just knowing Rod and Myra and their family, like I, I, I felt going down there that I already knew the individuals that, I, that we were going to be working with. I had seen their pictures. I knew their names. Um, so when I walked through the door, I felt like I... I already knew them, um, and so it was kind of an odd, uh, an odd feeling, <laughs> walking into uh, an experience that I hadn't had, but I had heard so much about, and so I was excited uh, about being there. And so I had, uh, I had this expectation of what, what Mexico was going to be, um, but I didn't know what exactly, kind of as Dana was talking about, where I fit into that. I heard about these baking classes. I heard about, you know, different things that just maybe weren't my, uh, my area of expertise. But, you know, I said, God, whatever, whatever you want me to do this week, uh, show me what I need to do. And uh, Rod, before we left, in, in one of the meetings that we had with him uh, in one of our preparation meetings, he, he said, just talked about how uh, the social aspect of, of Mexican life is so important and just interacting with each other and spending time with each other, how just important that is within the culture, but even more so within the church. Um, and I thought, that is awesome. 
but I don't speak any Spanish, so how is this going to work? <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I prayed about that, and, you know, God, give me the opportunities, give me the, uh, just the ability to, to work through that. Um, and as we got there, um, there was times baking classes were going on, the ladies were doing that, the kids were working with a bunch of the, uh, the kids there, and I'm thinking, what, what am I supposed to be doing here? And, uh, you know, the, the pastor of the church would sit down next to me, and we'd have a very difficult but long conversation <laughs> where we didn't say a lot, but we spent a lot of time talking together. Um, there was, was uh, some individuals that I, that I met at the, uh, the rehab center, and every time I would pr- pray, wherever we went, you know, God give me somebody who just speaks a little bit of English and, and I can speak a little bit of Spanish, and we can go from there. And there was an individual at the rehab center, uh, uh, Alejandro. And he, when I, when I first started talking to him, um, I could tell that he was at the rehab center for a purpose. And uh, he, he still was, I believe, coming down from some things and, and was struggling. Um, and as we talked, his conversation got clearer and clearer and clearer. Um, and he had only been there for four days, so I'm, I'm sure he probably was experiencing a lot at that point, um, health-wise and emotionally and all those things. And, and we had a, a tremendous conversation about everything from politics and um, all the things that uh, <laughs> the Mexican people like to ask us about our president and, and, and all those things. Um, but we had a conversation about God. We had a conversation about... Um, about drugs and where God even fits into that. And we had a conversation about people loving each other. And he said, I, I don't feel like anybody here in Mexico loves me. And that's a, that's a difficult statement when you hear somebody say that. And I, you know, I told him that I love him, that I'll pray for him. And, uh, and I ask you to pray for him as well, because um, I know he's got a, a lot to go through. Um, but that's a, that's a difficult point in life when you feel like nobody loves you. And he said, I, I feel like you guys, you guys love me and care about me. You're here for a purpose. And so, um, you know, I, I know that God is, is, uh, is powerful and that he works in our lives and that he has a purpose even when we don't necessarily see it. Um, and I was able to see that a little bit in Mexico. Um, just a, a couple of verses that, uh, Towards the beginning of the week, Jonathan had asked me if I'd do just a, a quick devotional. Um, I just kind of started reading through a few verses and, and, and just trying to see where, where God was leading. And he, and he kept leading me back to this passage. And, and I wasn't able to, to do that, uh, uh, that uh, devotions that morning. Um, and God had a purpose in that, too. We, we had to get going. It was, as we called it, Mexico time. We had to go um, because plans changed. And uh, so I got to think about these verses all, all week. And towards the end of the week, we, we got to share a little bit. Um, and these were the verses, 2 Corinthians 9, and it's uh, ver- starting in verse 10. It says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And it was that word righteousness that stuck out. It's, it's that idea of, of what we do, our good deeds, the things that, that Christ allows us to use to serve him. Um, some of those, those things that, that everybody's been, uh, has shared about some, some baking, some sports, some, you know, whatever that, that talent may be. 
uh, he increases the harvest of your righteousness. And then verse 11 says, you will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. And so the, the product of God allowing us to share in his righteousness is that there is thanksgiving. And uh, I experienced that this week as well. Just uh, so thankful to be able to, to meet the individuals that I did, to be able to share in just the, the ministry that they have, to just be a small part of it. Uh, but it goes on even farther than that. It says, for the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. Because of the proof given by this ministry, they will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of the gospel of Christ. So people are going to glorify God based on our confession, based on our, what they see in us they have an opportunity to glorify God through that. So it's not just seeing it and being thankful for what we're doing. It, what we're doing. It's, it's glorifying God. And for me, the, the next few verses here is, is, is what happened is, is I thought I was going to share some of my righteousness with, with Mexico. And in turn, uh, they shared their righteousness with me, and I was able to be thankful and glorify God through what he is doing through his gospel. Um, and the last couple of verses there are, um, and for the liberality of your contribution to them and to all, while they also, by praying on your behalf, yearn for you because of your surpassing grace, because of the surpassing grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his incredible gift. And really that's, that's what just being able to serve is. is a, it's an incredible gift. And uh, being in Mexico, I was, I was served in, in, in many ways, um, just by the individuals there. Um, there, was a, there was a day where I, I was sitting there and I was talking to the pastor and, and uh, we were just, you know, having a conversation about church and talking with Rod a little bit and about even some of their struggles, um, you know, and, and we had a great time, but we were also able to see some of the struggles that they have as, as a church. Um, it's universal. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's good, for, good for me to hear that uh, we, we aren't the only ones that have struggles sometimes. Um, and I was sitting there and I was thinking, you know, I, I got to do something. And, and I said, Rod, is there something that I can do? <laughs> um, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of sitting and talking. And even though that's what God, uh, I felt like, was bringing me there to do. And, and he said, oh, yeah, we've got a water heater up here that isn't working. And I was like, well, why haven't you told me about this? Like, let's, let's go. And so, uh, you know, he took me to the, uh, to the, uh, the plumbing store, which uh, was, was one of the best experiences I had that week. Um, you know, just uh, amazing, the, the difference. Um, and we went through all the stuff, and he said, we need all this. We, and, and the pastor, uh, Ishmael, is, is just an incredible guy, and he's, he's got so many talents. And one of them is just uh, being able to do just about anything uh, maintenance-wise. And he said, we need this, this, and this. And I thought, because I'm going to have a hard time figuring out what we need in this store. He, he got a parts list together, and it was everything that we needed. We only had to go back once. And if you know plumbing, that's, uh, that's the hardest thing. You got to go back multiple times, right? So we went and uh, checked out, and the bill for a new water heater, all the stuff, $100. <laughs> Amazing. Blew my mind. So... Um, we, uh, we headed back and we're, we're able to get the water heater going with, uh, with a few difficulties, but we, we got it going. Um, and uh, I was just 
you know, kind of sitting there contemplating those things. And I thought, you know, God, it was, it was good. You, you wanted to stretch me and you wanted me to uh, kind of be outside of my comfort zone a little bit, but yet you still brought me back to, uh, you know, where my comfort zone was. And I think God does that often uh, with us in our lives. And so I was excited to be stretched and I was excited to be there and able to share just some of, uh, you know, some of the things that, that God's taught me, um, but I was, I was more excited to be uh, refreshed and encouraged by the people that were there. And then uh, God bring me back to, um, to Elizabethtown, to where I'm called to be. And uh, so for a week, he called me to Mexico, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad he brought me back to Elizabethtown to my comfort zone, but he's also challenged me um, that in my conversations with individuals, sometimes it's good just to sit and talk and not worry about the work and the things that need to be done, but just to sit and talk and see what, uh, what God can do through that. Well, thank you guys for sharing. One of the things that the highlights from this trip for me in this last four years have been a little different is that uh, before I got to take your kids on these trips and and get to experience it and and have those experiences. The last four years, we've had adults come along with us. And this year has been cool because the first time we had a grandparent, Nancy, went with her granddaughter, Kiera. And what a cool experience as a grandparent. For you grandparents out there, wouldn't you love to go on a missions trip with your grand, grandchild and just to reinforce how, how important missions is and how serving, serving the Savior is important and to share that experience. That was such a cool thing. It's also been cool to see uh, siblings go on trips together. Uh, over, the, over the last four years, we have multiple siblings go on the trips together, and as, as family units get to experience that, and that's been really neat. It's been, it's been cool to see parents take their kids on, on these trips, and this year Grant got to take both Sydney and, and Hunter, and John got to take Ella, and, and, uh, and we got to take Haley again, and, and so it's all, always cool to see our, our, our kids experience missions and watch the Lord stretch them and, and use them. And then it's really cool, and, the, and then one of the coolest things about these last four years is to see some of our other adults come along and become like parents to our kids, and, and another, another adult voice in their lives just encouraging them to follow after Christ, and to, to watch Jenna just incur, and, and her relationship with Leah, and just kind of encourage that along the week. To, uh, Kate uh, came along, and she was our nurse, and, and I'm glad she was here, because I don't know if you saw the, some of the pictures, but uh, on the last day, Tegan was, was pretty sick. It, it, was a, it was a rough day. And I don't know what you watched the video, but in that morning at the, at, the, um, at, the, at the one event where we were passing out hearing aids and everything, there was a picture of her going through the crowd, meeting the people with a smile on her face, knowing that she was not feeling good. But I was thankful that Kate was along, and she got to come alongside Tegan and just care for her and, and, and just kind of just, just take the place of, 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 of a mom and just kind of come alongside. And, and it's been neat to see as, as uh, these adults who, who build relationship with our students and have this shared experience, as they come back, that relationship grows, and they can encourage them in their faith. And, and so that's, that's a really neat experience that, that, that one of the benefits Benefits that we see of going on these trips, and and just to see the power of that, and so that's that's been that's been really really neat to see. And 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 as we kind of close today, I hope that you've kind of kind of heard from a bunch of different people. And there's a lot of different um, uh, themes here, but I think two things that stick out to me as I was thinking about wrapping this up. But the the first part is about relationships and the importance about relationships. Um, Dan and I got to stay at the Pastor Ishmael and Marta's house, and uh, 
Meals at their house were uh, interesting. Uh, uh, we had a lot of dinner food for breakfast, which was, I don't quite understand, but uh, that's what they wanted to do. So, uh, uh, but we would sit at the table for an hour or an hour and a half and talk at a meal. I was trying to think the last time my family sat at the table for an hour, an hour and a half, and, and, you know, unless we were at a restaurant that was really slow, uh, that hasn't happened. And just, you know, just the opportunity just to, to share our lives together and build a relationship with them and, and to be challenged by them. I mean, they are, as a pastor and his wife, I think we were both challenged by their heart for God and their heart for their people and just to, to hear that in their conversation and their heart for us and their love for us and, and their love for Selena. Selena stayed with them before and, and uh, we heard about her quite often, but uh, uh, so we weren't quite as exciting as she was when she stayed with them, but uh, but it was just neat to, to build relationships and just the importance of relationships and how, how we live in such a hurried world and we don't make the time for relationships for the people that we love and the people that need to be loved. John talked about Alejandro and just, uh, and just his connection with him. And he just, that day at the rehab center, he just focused on him and just spent time with him. And, and that was so powerful. And the other thing that you probably heard and, and from here is just the, the power of hospitality. And just how I think Grant, uh, like I said, was so profound. He says, you know, we, we think of hospitality as sharing in our excess. And really hospitality is sacrificing and sharing, and sharing through sacrifice. And, and, and one of the greatest things that we get to do on these trips is we get to stay with national families. And, and, uh, and we get to build relationships with them. But they sacrifice and show us hospitality. And, and show us the love of Christ and, 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 and oftentimes do without so we can have. And, um, and that's pretty powerful. And, and that communicates a love for Jesus that is, that is measurable and is, is able to be seen by a watching world uh, that, uh, that watches us believers to see if we say what we really believe. And so so as I was thinking about these two things, uh, I was thinking about a book that recently came out that, uh, uh, that I've been wanting to read and started to read, but the, it's, a, it's a book by uh, Rosaria Butterfield. It says, the gospel comes with a house key, practicing radical, ordinary hospitality in our post-Christian world. And here's just a few things that she said about hospitality I just wanted to share with you and then share a story. This, uh, Those who live out radical, ordinary hospitality see their homes not as theirs at all, but as God's gift to use for the furtherance of his kingdom. They open doors. They seek out the underprivileged. They know that the gospel comes with a house key. Engaging in radically ordinary hospitality means we provide the time necessary to build strong relationships with people who think differently than we do as well as build strong relationships from within the family of God. It means we know that, we, that only hypocrites and cowards let their words be stronger than their relationships. Radical, ordinary hospitality shows this skeptical post-Christian world what authentic Christianity looks like. Jesus dined with sinners, but he didn't sin with sinners. He lived in the world, but he didn't live like the world. This is the Jesus paradox. And as I was thinking about our trip and thinking about one of the things that hits me time and time again is just the, the importance of relationships and hospitality. 
and, and, and what it means to be hospitable and, and what it requires of us to, to be radical in showing hospitality. And, and as I was thinking about this and I was thinking about uh, um, this concept, God gave me an opportunity this morning to put it into practice. About 8 o'clock, a guy by the name of Gregory came walking in our door out here. And he came and got me. I said, he's looking for a pastor. He wants to talk to you. And Gregory was an older guy. He had been in the Vietnam War and uh, served there. And, and uh, um, he had bounced around a lot and was living in Florida for a while, working at a paving company. And the paving company shut down. And, and he went to live with his brother. And that didn't work out. And from November, he's been hitchhiking around the country. And, uh, and so I was downstairs trying to get ready for this morning, trying to focus on the things that I wanted to do. And, and they came and got me. Glenn came and got me and said, someone's looking for you. And my first thought was, I don't have time for this. I got things that, that I need to get ready for this morning. And I was away on vacation all this week. And, and I was just like, I, I got things I need to do. And then I'm like, okay, relationships. Relationships are important. Relationships are important. And so... So I came up and engaged in conversation with Gregory and, and, uh, and found out kind of a little bit about his story. He grew up in a, in, a, in a Baptist church, and he said he trusted Christ as a Savior uh, when he was little and, and just got to talk through some things. And I asked him, you know, you know what brings him to E-Town? He's just kind of moving through, and, and he just wanted some help for, for groceries and, and maybe a place to stay. And, uh, and I thought, well, I thought, all my gift cards that I normally have, I gave to Cindy, and, and I was away for a week, so I didn't know where they were, and I didn't know, and I didn't, didn't have any gift cards, and I, and I looked in my wallet, and I had a dollar bill and a hundred dollar bill. And I thought, you know what? Hospitality requires radical action. And so I said, Greg, I said, uh, you want some groceries? I said, let me take you to Giant. We'll get some groceries. Then you'll have enough money left over that you can get a house uh, night at Red Rose Mattel. And he was moving through the area. And, uh, and I did that. And I say that not to pat myself on the back, but to say, you know what? I, at first, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. I, I, I didn't, you know, and, and I said to, I said to, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of time with Greg. I needed to get back to teach Sunday school. And so I didn't have time to take him in and shop. And I didn't have time to take him to Red Rose Motel. But I said, you know, this is for groceries and for the hotel. And, and I'm going to trust you with this. And, and I gave it to him and tears built up in his face. And I said, can I pray for you? And I said, if you're around and, and, and found your, find yourself in E-Town, we'd love for you to come and be part of our church. And, and as I was praying, tears were streaming down his face. And, and we got done. He shook my hand. He said, thank you. And I say that to say is that sometimes we're so focused on other things. And relationships and sacrifice is important. And it shows the world um, who we are. And I was thankful this morning that God hit me over the head and said, hey, it's time for you to practice what you've been preaching. And so I hope that, I hope that uh, um, 
that it was a blessing to Greg. I hope that uh, uh, it was a help to him. And, 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 and so uh, one of the things that's easy for us is, that, you know, is, is we talk about this coming back from Mexico, is it's, it's, it's easy to invest in relationships where a culture is built around relationships. But, but how do we do that in a culture that's not? How do we, you know, we've had the Mexican experience here, uh, but, but not everybody else does. But I think it starts by by focusing on relationships and be willing to be radical in our hospitality. Be willing to say, hey, Lord, this is not mine, it's yours, and, and being open to the opportunities that God brings our way and then trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus and trying to speak the gospel and live out the gospel in, in, in a positive way. And so this summer, we've given you some opportunities on Sunday nights to invite your neighbors into your house to practice radical hospitality. I encourage you it's, it, to use that night to do that. It's not a night just free for yourself. Make it a point to reach out to someone who's different than you, maybe going through a difficult time, and open up your home and your heart and be willing to reach out and practice radical hospitality. And as they begin to build a relationship with you and, and, and begin to trust you, then share the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. If we're going to make a difference in E-Town, it's about building relationships and showing radical hospitality for the gospel. Thank you so much for partnering with us. Thank you for listening. Let's pray, and then the team will be up here. You're welcome to talk to them. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we had just to, uh, to share this morning and just to be uh, part of, of your, your worship service here this morning. And Lord, we're, we're thankful for Jesus. We're thankful for the difference that he makes in our life. And and Lord, it's our heart and prayer that, um, that as we leave these doors, that we'd seek to make a difference, that we'd seek the opportunities that you bring across our path this week to develop relationships with people who maybe are different than us, who are hurting, who are going through a difficult time, and be willing to roll up our sleeves and get messy and come alongside and love them with your love, and be willing to sacrifice of what you've given to us uh, to help those people and to help them and, and to come alongside them and, and, and to show them the love of Christ. Lord, we're thankful for our, our Mexican brothers and sisters who are starting church right now there in Extapaluca. And we're, Lord, we're thankful for the, the relationships that we have with them. And, and, and as these three church plants continue, Lord, we pray that your blessing on them and that, that they would continue to have an impact in the community. Lord, for Pastor Ishmael and Martin and, and Rod as he leads the church plant, Lord, we pray that uh, you just might use them in a, in a mighty way to make a difference in the community. And Lord, we're thankful that we can partner with them and, and, and just be a, a part of that ministry there in Mexico. And thank you for that opportunity. And Lord, I pray that you would help us as Mount Calvary Church to take, to take advantage of the opportunities that you give us here in Elizabethtown in the community. Lord, help us to be the type of people that uh, are willing and able to, uh, uh, to give of our time and, and energy to, to make much of you and to share your love and gospel with other people. And Lord, we can't do it without your help. And there are times, Lord, that you need to hit us over the head. Because I'm thick-headed, and I know probably a lot of us are, and, and we got things we've, we're focused on, and you just need to, to get our attention and say, wait a minute, what's most important? What's most important is relationships, and ultimately people having a relationship with you. And may we be quick uh, to build those relationships and point people to the most ultimate relationship they can have with their Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for, uh, for being part of our team. The team will be down here up front. Come on and talk with them. They'd love to share their stories, and uh, we'll see you next week.